You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, White Sox fans, it's a special Mothership podcast. We're not wearing party hats. We're not wearing special gear. I'm not wearing a tux. Maybe I can superimpose one later on in uh, post-production, but it is podcast number 100. Yeah, there's been a lot of Southside podcasts over the years. Whole other crew did them. They probably did more than 100. Well, we have done 100 now. Uh, <laughs> wish it was better circumstances to talk about and a podcast number 100, but indeed we are struggling along with the White Sox one month into the season. And as far as you know, I am in Indianapolis talking with my good, good friends, uh, staffing the Indianapolis field office. It is Crystal O'Keefe, fresh off of uh, Chicago, Milwaukee baseball trip. We'll get bored and we'll talk about that second half, Crystal. And of course, Super Joseph Reeses, uh, the other half to date, at least until Caroline's crashes up from the south and decides to just devour fall in love with churros and never ever leave crystal it's going to happen one day one day he's not only going to be on another podcast but he's going to come up and eat your churros in indianapolis well uh the white Sox are nine and 13 four games out <laughs> somehow it like looks a lot worse than just the last podcast we had a week ago four games out as minnesota begins to realize hey wait maybe 2021 was just a, an anomaly uh, based on run differential, and I know it's just a month in, Brett, shut up, but hey, that's one-sixth of the season. This is a 62-win team, so let's hope the White Sox can start scoring runs and eliminating other teams scoring runs, because right now it doesn't look pretty. We talked about how great the run differential was and how the record projected all last year, so it's only fair that this year, when the numbers look ugly, we still talk about it. 62 wins. 
62 wins. Uh, not so good. And this next month isn't going to make it too much better. Crystal O'Keefe did not necessarily want to talk about the White Sox at all. We just talk about the Centennial podcast or uh, the, the wonders of Miller or whatever it's called now park. But uh, Crystal, how are you feeling about the White Sox? How are you feeling about baseball? How are you feeling about life? Um, just bad about all. <laughs> all the above. Uh, you know, it's a little worrisome, but at the same time, I have to think a lot of teams aren't hitting home runs because of that whole dead ball situation. So I'm trying to just tell myself that it's, it's a league wide issue and not because we have no offensive power, bad players. Yeah. Right. And people that can't catch a ball, people that bobble <laughs> the balls, like, I'm trying to tell myself that it's it's more than the White Sox right now. Like the Red Sox are trash right now too. So okay. Cubs aren't great. Yeah, you think we're tough on the White Sox. <laughs> Check in with the Boston fan base and the Boston media. They're just such a breath of fresh air. Uh, it's going to be fun for you. Know. by the Orioles, didn't they? Well, yeah, I guess some of it is deserved. All right, let's not let them off the hook too much. All right, Joe, let's go to you. Uh, you're back with us. Uh, just generally, how you feeling? Uh, we we checked in a week ago, and it was sort of like, all right, if we have a good series against the Royals, you know, things will be better, et cetera, et cetera, all this other stuff. Uh, but really, in reality, you know, where are you at after a what was this a three and four homestand? Not a great homestand. Certainly feeling worse than I was at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, it's we're now a. a a kind of a sizable chunk of the way through the season at this point and haven't taken advantage of what was supposed to be kind of the, the soft part of the schedule to open things up. And they have, I guess after the Cubs series, it kind of starts picking up a little bit in terms of difficulty. The Cubs don't really count as a difficult team, but um yeah, I, I'm a little bit concerned, absolutely, with um, how good the Twins have looked so far, how they've now spotted them a four-game lead in the division race. And just, it seems as though, you know, whenever they fall behind, you know, 3 nothing early on in the game, it, like, even if it's, you know, just the third or fourth inning, it just feels like an insurmountable deficit, which really shouldn't be happening. But, yeah, thanks to... Thanks to in part due to um, patient, uh, hitters who aren't patient enough and the ball having changed without any notice once again, uh, it, that that is the reality right now. And um, yeah, it's baseball in general is a little bit less fun to watch with the ball being as dead as, as, dead as it is um, and also has hurt the White Sox probably a little bit more than the average team. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's season is far from over, but I'm, yeah, more concerned certainly than I than I expected to be at any point during the season. Look at Joe getting all swaggy. The Cubs don't count as good team. <laughs> got like the same record as the White Sox. I get your point, but all right, we can still you know, jut our chest out, I guess, maybe for a couple more weeks. Uh, we have two new residents of Indianapolis, of course. Uh, uh, th- these two missed the announcement that I had moved to the Indianapolis field office. I'm uh, here with... Uh, uh, Joe and Crystal, but uh, Adrian Serrano and Jackie Crystal, good vibes, uh, both moving down to Indianapolis. We have a big field. Dog. Let's just call it Southside Sacks now. It's it's indie based. Uh, Adrian Serrano, we are chatting to begin 
with just generally a month in, uh, given some sort of dire stats, hey, the Minnesota Twins have a uh, 138 magic number. That's the lowest in the major leagues. Uh, how you feeling about the White Sox? Month in, coming off this homestand, eh, maybe lack lackluster, I think it's fair to say, lackluster. Uh, just where are you at? expectations with how everything worked in their favor last year with injuries so like i can't say that with the injuries they've sustained you know early on that i'm surprised that they're this um that the record is what it is i'm surprised how the record is what it is you know in some ways i'm surprised that they are not scoring runs even with some pitching mistakes i thought that uh, you know it would be the opposite problem but the pitching has actually been pretty good even for a couple of year bullpen things here and there but, you know, we felt like the offense was clicking on all cylinders today and they scored three runs. I'm like, it's like, it's like, but like that feels like an offensive outburst for this team right now. So um, I think still a lot of season to go, but like, it's not necessarily super encouraging that, you know, you'd have to basically play 28, 29 games above 500 from here on out to match your win total from last year. Yeah, you threw that out there, Adrian. I did the math just slightly updated. Uh, need to play 609 ball the rest of the way to get to 93 uh, wins. And it's not the point. You don't have to match last year's. Uh, surpassing it <laughs> ain't going to happen. They certainly but, could do that, you know, if everything goes right. But, like, you're generally, like, you failed last year to, you know, go forward in the playoffs. And the goal was to come back kind of with an improved team. So, you know, it definitely would be a little bit of a knock. But still possible to win you know you just got to get in first and see what's going on once you get in there 84 and 54 that's nothing for the last five months of the season that's nothing especially with the month of may coming up but we'll get to that in the second half hey it's good vibe she was just jonesing for a podcast recently we've she's finally got one uh jackie crestel uh how you feeling month into the season coming off this homestand that was yeah mezzo mezzo uh where you at Okay. Yeah, I did want a podcast because I'm ready. I'm ready to start yelling. I'm in the anger portion of the grief scale. Because here's the thing, like, in, first of all, I should preface this that I didn't watch today's game. And I know that they won. So let me just like slop that off. But this team has been bad in every facet of the game. The starting pitching outside of Dylan Cease and a little bit of Kopech has been bad. The the offense is bad. The management is bad. The front office is bad. And the lack of um, adjustments being made for problems that you knew about five months ago, um, it, you know, it makes me start looking inward. Yeah. Why do I like this team <laughs> that continually pisses me off? Why do I do this to myself? I, we have some kind of codependence issues going on, but no, I'm mad. And I know that we've been injured. I get that. Guess what? Every team deals with injuries. Great teams rise above them. This team right now is not a great team. We're not even a good one. We're bad. Yeah. No longer projected for the playoffs for a while there, you know, as a team was still poor and not in first place, you know, whatever the projection said, Oh, well, yeah, we know they're just goofing around. They're still going to be in the playoffs. No, now the projections do not have them in the playoffs. And again, it's a month in. So I know we can't run to the fire exits yet, but on the other the hand, we can't just. It, the fact that it's still early, people are like, Oh, I know it's still early. That feels more like a threat at this moment <laughs> than it does to make me feel better about things. <laughs> 
All right, I won't say it again, but yeah, you're right. No, I mean, part of it is just like, okay, yeah, you don't need to placate me anymore. We're not two weeks into the season anymore. Now it's a month. We're, we're a sixth in, and this next month is going to be tougher than this first month, even as the weather, I guess, presumably gets better, and Jose Abreu will wake up, and his beard will grow three more inches, and he'll have super – maybe maybe in Wrigley Field he's going to hit – five homers and five at bats or, or something, but uh, you know, he's got to wake up along with a lot of other members of this team. Uh, before we break, let's just preview what may has in store for the white Sox Cubs who Joe Risa says, not much of a team, same record as the Sox. And, you know, come on, they could have, they could be the Cincinnati reds and you'd still have to be a little scared because it's crosstown games, right? It's going to be their world series this year or whatever. Uh, red Sox, Cleveland, Yankees, Kansas city, Kansas City. Oh, yeah, that's right. We lost two out of three to Kansas City. Yankees again, because why not? Uh, Red Sox again, pff, why not? Cubs, not a good team. By then, they maybe might not be a good team. We will crush their spirits. And then ending the month, the Toronto Blue Jays. The month from hell uh, for the White Sox. Now, granted, that must mean some of the next four months after that are going to be easy. Great. Well, let's just hope we're, you know. The season's not over by the end of May. Uh, but man, that's sort of dire talk. Let's take a quick break and maybe we can be optimistic in the second half. There's some good guys to talk about. Dylan Cease, Tim Anderson, if you pretend he's a DH. Let's talk about maybe some good stuff or maybe more bad stuff. Or maybe we'll talk about Milwaukee or Indianapolis. Uh, stick with us a minute or so. We'll be back and we'll be talking more White Sox baseball on podcast 100. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, White Sox fans, Brett Palatini, lucky enough to host podcast number 100 for Southside Sox. We're all gathered here in Indianapolis. Why are we in Indianapolis? That's pretty far away from Chicago, but we're big, we're rabid Sox fans. Southside Sox relocated in Indianapolis, Indianapolis field office. And now we all listen to Crystal O'Keefe. Crystal is, I guess, at least co-president. I think Joe is polite enough to be like, all right, I'm going to take a lot of the other roles. Sox math champ, sergeant at arms broadcasting tidbits, et cetera. He does all the other stuff. Crystal's just going to be a figurehead or not. She's in charge here now. So I don't even know if I'm hosting anymore. Crystal, hey, good luck. <laughs> Number 101 on. It's all yours. <laughs> I would be uh, a terrible boss to all of you. Yeah, the problem is you're not even motivated by the White Sox any longer. So uh, the timing <laughs> is great for a, uh, a transfer of power. Uh, okay, White Sox, we've uh, explained the first half, uh, you know, they're in trouble. Uh, it's not an emergency, even though Jackie Crystal says, don't keep telling me that you're going to make me yell. Uh, but yeah, mm, trying to be balanced. Okay. You know, right. One sixth of the season over, but launching into a very difficult month, the White Sox are going to get a little bit of strength back. You know, Makata's going to be up. Apparently Joe Kelly going to be coming up, hitting batters, making funny faces. He's going to be in the bullpen. Uh, Lance Lynn not coming back anytime soon. Um, Johnny Cueto. Okay, sure. All right. That might help. Uh, the team's going to get stronger in theory, uh, but the schedule gets a lot rougher. So how we feeling spitting into the wind and seeing if we can dodge it coming right back at us. I would like to 
cancel my flight and sell my tickets to the um, Sox game just because I'm dreading this suddenly. (laughs) Um, Especially if like I'm trying to do like the math on probable pitchers and like it could it, it could be Dylan Cease, which because I'm going Saturday, but I'm like really afraid that it's going to be Dallas Keuchel. So you know, I'm, I don't I don't like what's coming, and the Red Sox are kind of equally bad. They've been really struggling, so it might just be like a one to nothing game, maybe with the White Sox. I don't know, but. The rest of those teams really scare me. The Blue Jays scare me. The Royals scare me. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) at this point, they all just kind of do. They're all just somehow better. Yeah, even catching the Red Sox. Decent off seasons. Yeah. I mean, catching the Red Sox even at low ebb, I mean, you never want to take this tour through the AL East. Uh, How's everybody else feeling about uh, what's looming ahead with the White Sox? Four under 500, four games out. Well, I mean, first of all, I think I heard today that Lance Lynn is coming back maybe in three or four weeks, end of May, um, in June. I welcome that because right now my team in their window of contention is putting all of their eggs in Johnny Cueto's basket. And that's concerning to me. Um, Dallas Keuchel, I don't know what to say about him anymore. I mean, if you're going to be this... um, pinpoint guy like you're going to try to eat little nibble around the spots then you got to get there you got to get there otherwise when you lay up an 88 mile per hour fastball down the middle they're just I don't understand it doesn't matter how the defense is positioned when you're doing right it's it's gonna end up in the in the stands and um I I don't understand Oh, I, I don't feel good about coming. And, and by the way, this this crosstown coming up with the Cubs, oh, that's just going to be an extra fun way to exploit all of our weaknesses. It's not going to be annoying at all. I'm mm-hmm. sure of it. Um, yeah, I'm angry. And I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm still going to go to the games because I need somewhere to get drunk. But, <laughs> you know. Now there's a pocket schedule title. Hey, Adrian, come get your guy in Dallas. Uh, he was okay. One start, um, sort of, but, uh, he's looking like a guy he's on like DFA watch. Yeah. He's not, he's not been good, but, uh, he's not been like outside of that one, uh, Cleveland game that nobody on the team showed up to. Um, like again, like this weirdest thing is that this team's not scoring runs, even with the injuries they have, like the fact that like Dallas Keiko gave you five innings and gave up four runs and you felt like the game was over. Like, this team shouldn't feel like a game is over for four runs. Dallas Keuchel's only job is to get you to five innings, you know, and he got there. So like, as long as it's not 10 to nothing in the first, like, you know, that game in Cleveland, like, you know, you, you, you're expecting a lot out of these guys that are like, you know, also Rands. I mean, I know his contract is what it is, but it's just a guy that's terrified to throw it over the plate right now. Like for whatever reason, like he's just afraid to go anywhere near the zone. Um, I think Jackie explained it. He's throwing 88 down the middle. He's definitely, yeah, he's not trying. He's just, yeah, he's lost all the confidence in himself to throw it over the plate. And, like, you don't have the movement on your stuff to nibble, you know? Like, so it's – you got to either do one or the other. You got to throw contact and just 
do the uh, the bass quest thing. It's like I'm gonna miss a bat, or it's gonna get hit a thousand miles an hour, or you know, you just gotta you gotta he's gotta pick something and go with it. But um, I don't. Yeah, like hopefully you know maybe Johnny Cueto will be great. Maybe he'll be giving up ten runs in the first. I don't know. Like you know, there's a lot of things you don't have answers to. I think already one good start in the middle of a losing streak, and uh, Vince Velasquez is you know, every off, off of everybody's list, like uh, he's one, he's the next start away from giving up, you know, five runs himself. Like, I don't think that is solved yet, but um, it's, it's a, it's, it's going to be something. I mean, you didn't expect to be, you know, I think they have like the 26th in baseball right now and like winning percentage. It's like, you didn't expect to be down there. And there is some teams like, uh, you know, Boston is also kind of struggling. Tampa's not really lighting it up, but that just means there's even more teams that you know are also going to get better with you that you have to jump over. So, you know, you really have to win your division and starting off three and nine against the central is not the best way to go about that. Um, Just the fact that you're behind Oakland and Oakland's (laughs) desperately trying to give up on is basically what the Sox have on IR right now, payroll wise, (laughs) a team's outplaying you. Uh, I don't think you should panic. I'm not telling anybody to panic, but I don't know how anybody could be just sitting back and feeling good. Like, Oh, it's all going to work out when it gets warmer. Like you're digging a hole and you're going to have to go above and beyond to be out of that hole right now. Yeah. It's going to be a feat to go 500 in this coming month. Right. So you go 500 where you're still four under. Uh, I don't know if that means you're going to be in first place because the division sucks so bad, or maybe the twins create a little more space. There's going to be more restlessness and frustration because at that point, the season's a third over. And, uh, you know, it's going to be tough to keep spirits up. And I would say 500 at this point wouldn't be, I'm assuming it's about a a 50-50 home and away, you know, mix this month uh, coming. So uh, that's going to be tricky too. This team, one week in the season was the best in baseball. Six and two start playing some Tough, to, I guess, tough teams. Detroit hasn't turned out to be too good so far, but uh, the offense is completely unlike. You know, many of you have already brought up the, the offense and the fact that it's just not clicking at all. That first week, it was just like they realized they had a lot of threats, and I know there've been injuries, but there's a this offense has a lot of strength, so you don't have to press, you don't have to jump at pitches unless you're Tim Anderson. Let other guys, you know, let other guys do it. If you're not getting your pitches, you know, no lunch. Even, even the, the most selective guys like Yasmani Grandal are looking bad in some at-bats. He's not had a good season in the least. Uh, how does that happen to a team? Why, why are the White Sox pressing in that way, especially after having got off to, to a, a strong start offensively? I mean, they're being very aggressive in their at-bats. They're not seeing a lot of pitches. And, um, you know, uh, maybe it was a little bit worse last year than I really paid attention to because I had guys like Yasmani Grandal who were kind of padding the stats in that way um, so that the more aggressive hitters could be more aggressive. Um, so, man, I don't know if this is a, a, a hitting coach issue. Maybe. I don't know, but they need to start watching some more pitches. Be more yeah. selective. And, and as tempting as it is to say, oh, it's Manichino, you know, get rid of him, whatever. You know, listen, there's no doubt there's responsibility because he's supposed to see these trends and and just the guys still have to do it. But there's got to be some direction. And I, I'm wondering if there has been a Zoom where he's, you know, like cussed a bunch. I mean, he's a very entertaining guy to, to listen to while being interviewed. And I'm sure he'd have some really choice words, good or good or bad, probably a little bit too much blind confidence. But that is the role the same way Ethan Katz would have to or 
Tony LaRusso, I guess, would have to be nudged awake to give some sort of pep talk or whatever between games of a doubleheader. Hey, Tony, you're still here. Stop dancing. You just won one game. Stop dancing. Let's talk to the team. I mean, the guy's still got to play, but, you know, Jackie, you're right. Hold on. There's a reason why you got a coach. And those guys are sort of flashpoints for fan anger, but they don't get off the hook either. I mean, at some point you have to say, hey, here's some trends. Here's some numbers I got. Here's what you can do. You got to get in guys' heads to say, hey, you can do this. Look what you did the first week. Not sure if this is an issue that Hawk used to kind of refer to, which is, you know, the, the contagion, you know, someone sometimes you know, a, f- a few players on a team are having an issue. A lot of time that issue will spread to others on the team you know, who normally wouldn't be having that problem. It's, I don't know that it's as, as likely of an explanation as any, I think, for why they're having so much trouble staying patient at the plate. Um, yeah. There's just sort of, I guess, it seems like a, a few players kind of have a, a feeling at the plate, like, okay, I've just got to hit this pitch. I've got to hit this pitch. Um, and yeah, um, I, I would imagine that, yeah, it's, this is an issue that can't really be blamed on one particular person right now. Um, yes. Um, as you said, coaching is important, but at, at some point, yeah, the players have to realize, okay, we're a lot of us are kind of off to a slow start at the plate. What, what is going wrong here? Is there a reason for us to be excited? (laughs) Jackie, stick with me here. Excited because one thing that's been constant all month has been uh, exit, hard hit balls, exit velocity. I have to think Bad luck to some degree. I know this is going to start getting really sketchy. This is not me. Believe me. Uh, you know, and then we immediately run to all oh, the balls are different. They're all mushy or, you know, whatever, just awful, awful luck. And I listen some of that you got throughout, but is it at least encouraging that the contact they are making uh, is strong? You figure that a lot of that stuff is going to fall. This could turn as easily as it has not turned for them this month, even though at some point, you know, we're waiting, it does have to turn. Is there encouragement and that they are managing more than a team that's playing this poorly against a schedule that wasn't that strong, uh, hitting the ball hard and, and I guess seeing the ball okay even, even if they're too aggressive? I mean, it's an essay question. You know, you, you, you can be scared to answer. It's all right. I mean. You got to think about it. All right. Yeah, you didn't know there was going to be math in this podcast. There usually I mean, I isn't. Think, I think there's something that could, uh, positivity that could be taken just in that getting down early in the season to the twins kind of puts them back in a more comfortable position of not being the favorites or feeling like they're the underdogs because they've been the underdogs for the last few years. Um, And this is the first season that they came in as like, all right, there's no reason you should lose your division. Your division's bad. You're the team to beat. And um, when things started going badly, they started pressing very quickly. So, you know, there definitely could be something to the fact that they're just not used to the position that they're in uh, and trying a little too hard to get out of it. But uh, there's, a, there's a quote by a college football coach, Mike Leach, that was basically said, you're either coaching it or you're letting it happen. So to your point, at some point, when you keep seeing these same things happening and it's not working, like, try something else, you know, and there hasn't been a lot of try something else. Lear Garcia has been really struggling. He's still on track to play about 118 games this year. <laughs> like So anybody thought he was going to have a reduced role, it's not proving to be the case. Um, yeah, just 
you know, Tony's going to ride his guys, you know, even if they're struggling, he's just going to keep throwing them out there and hope that they can hit their way through it. And that's a concern. Other than, aside from Lance Lynn, who we don't know how he's going to come back, whether he's coming back a little bit quicker, uh, according to Dr. Jackie Crestle there or not, uh, we, we don't know how he's going to come back. I mean, I, it's going to be, a, he's going to be hard pressed to come back season already grooving uh, as, as a Cy Young guy, like he was a season ago. Uh, but aside from that, there's no player coming through those doors. What Gilbert Sanchez is going to inject this team with, with the energy that's needed to get them on a winning streak. You know, there's nothing that we're waiting on, even in the way uh, last year, Madrigal, well, he's out the whole season, but uh, Eloy may be coming back. Luis may be coming back. This time last year, I think we calculated this last podcast, White Sox were just about to move into first place for the rest of the season. So we're definitely behind that pace this year. And if, if Adrian's theory is right, they're just giving themselves, they're just smart enough, clever enough to give themselves incentive to play hard all season. Hey, I'm willing to see how it works out. We went 20 out of 30 or whatever it is coming up this next month. All right, I'm going to get my attention. They're going to be back in it. And you're going to say, hey, all right. They, they faced up to these uh, uh, tough teams. Um, uh, I think everybody, but maybe Joe, I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, Crystal's been at the ballpark. Uh, Adrian's been at the ballpark. Uh, well, what's, what's the, you know, what's the vibe been, How, you know, how's it been getting out to the park? Uh, maybe whether you've seen wins or losses, uh, you know, has it just been happy to be back cold. <laughs> what's, what's the atmosphere? Been very cold <laughs> and very rainy. Yeah, I got I got a sixty minute rain delay in the only game I've been to, um, but they were in the midst of losing ten of eleven or something. So they had scored three runs that game. So everybody was on the you know everybody was partying. That's pretty <laughs> lucky, actually, to catch a game where they scored three runs during that span. That, that's actually exactly. pretty good. <laughs> you would have guessed. You would have guessed it was the twenty seven Yankees out there, and it's like. You know, what's the seventh inning? We're still only up like four runs. Like this is not <laughs> nothing is decided. I did I get think the Otani oh, hit a home run though. So I mean I guess whatever. That was cool. He was really the only reason I went to that game that night. I was gonna say because it's been so cold and rainy, um, you know, the people that are at the ballpark, I mean it's been a good crowd. Those are some diehard fans yeah. there with you. So, uh, you know, it's been a good crew and we can kind of commiserate <laughs> together on how God awful this team has been um, <laughs> to start the season. So, I mean, um, I still enjoy going to the ballpark. I mean, it's better than a lot of other things I could be doing. So I'm still going to go because I'm a masochist and that's what I'm going to do. Um, but it's been fun. And Jackie, where else are you going to go get drunk? Exactly, exactly. And you know what? If if you just give me the league minimum and suit me up, I'm pretty sure as oh, yeah. a 40-year-old middle-aged mother from the suburbs, I could probably mm-hmm. make some contact off of Dallas Keuchel if asked. I'm, Check me in. I'm, I'm ready. I'm getting you on the mound for some Frisbees. I'm sorry. I, I think we might need you out of the pen, but all right. You know, either way, I could see it happen. It's going to be like that movie, like float it. Float it. Sure thing. Um, the White Sox can't catch the ball. Um, and they're not being patient at the plate. Those are two things, uh, you know, that, that really speak to core fundamentals. And, you know, obviously you're not teaching on the major league level. I mean, let's go back to Ozzy and probably uh, managers before him, you know, how come guys don't know how to bunt? You want it. You say you're going to every year. Ozzy's thing was he'd say in spring training, we're going to, we're going to practice our bunting so we can bunt this year. And every year they wouldn't be able to bunt. Now bunting's stupid. So, I mean, let's not talk about bunting, but you know, it, 
it goes without saying that, you know, Tim Anderson's had a really, really, really bad struggle this year defensively. And obviously, uh, you know, a week has really thrown off his whole season, essentially. Uh, but the rest of the team, you know, this team cannot afford um, the types of mistakes they're making. They're just not good enough. The offseason did not fortify this team to the degree where it's like, all right, this is a 100 wins in the can. We're seeing that now. They got to go whatever. 50 games over 40 games or 30 games over to win 93 this year now. And that's not going to happen. So uh, is there something this team can do going forward, going into a tough stretch? Is this something that coaching staff can do? Is it just the guys are going to just have to step up, play better? I, I mean, can you turn that switch on, on, you know, May 3rd and say, okay, I'm going to play better now. What are they going to do? I think they should just keep Jake Berger on. Cause he's the only one that's worth a damn right now in this team. <laughs> Yeah. I hate to say it, but he's the only one. Well, him and Andrew Vaughn, those are the only two that I have any hope for right now. Yeah, I think they've probably already handed the bus ticket to uh, to Jake once your line comes up. But really, what mm-hmm. they really need to have happen is they need the MVP on their team, Jose Bray, to put the team on his back and hit. Like I know it's cold, I know it's not puts you know, but if you want to be an MVP candidate, you have to play all 162 games at the same level, like. I understand he doesn't hit his lowest numbers are in the, you know, the month of April, but like, it's not far off from some of his June numbers. So like, this is just on kind of acceptable, like with yeah. the injuries, you need your leaders to be leaders yeah. and Tim Anderson defensively and Jose offensively have not been the guys that they're supposed to be uh, so far. This is a flaw in the, all the Cuban system, because you're in, you are a team that plays in Chicago and there is a month called April. <laughs> it's just going to be hard to play for, for some of these guys. You know, I'll say Ramirez always hated it. And it was always like, geez, when's he going to warm up? But yeah, at some point, it's a good point. There is some leadership there. And I mean, everybody looks to him like the father figure on the team. He is the unofficial captain of the team. And I'm not always supposed to do. He's not supposed to just break the coffee machine, but something's got to happen. Right. Um, what do they do? Anybody have other suggestions about, uh, you know, what's, what is going to happen here? I want to speak to Crystal's point about putting Jake Berger out there every day. And um, yeah, that's something that could change like immediately and easily is maybe putting your best lineup out there every day. <laughs> um, just a thought. I mean, maybe, maybe give the, maybe don't take the bats out of the hands of your best hitters right now. I mean, this time last year, what were we riding on your mean Mercedes back? Like let's not, let's not have any pretenses here. Who's your best hitter right now? Who are your best players right now? Put them out there, please, because otherwise, like, that's a very easy and immediate fix. And if that doesn't work, then at least you tried. I don't know. Jackie, we had second baseman at home all along. It's Jake Berger. See? It's that simple. Shifting across the diamond. That's simple. I know. I don't know. You've touched on it. Um, Yeah, the defensive issues with the team, obviously, they've been one of the worst teams um, from that perspective this season. I do think that Tim Anderson will be just fine as the season goes on. Um, he's obviously having a really rough time out there at shortstop this season. Of course, he's hitting the ball really well. That's really refreshing to see someone, you know, with, you know, batting well above 300, um, you know, with, with some pop this, this season, um, five doubles of three homers already. Um, yeah, I think I'm not concerned about him at all in the long run. I, I do think, you know, his defensive issues will solve themselves. But what I don't know if it'll solve itself or not will, will be like, you know, Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets getting playing time in the outfield. Um, they, I, they're just kind of 
getting time there that they probably shouldn't be getting. And yeah, with the way that with just how many people are healthy on their team right now, I, I feel like, you know, that there's not an immediate, um, there won't be an, an immediate ending to seeing those guys out there, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Overall, like not concerned about Anderson, but there are a few other issues as far as this team's defensive abilities that I do think won't just solve themselves. Yeah, that five DH alignment it usually bites you right in the ass, and it has. It has really for the White Sox. Maybe has, they yeah, can. Like we, uh, we're used to the narrative about you know laughing about how Eloy is not great out in the outfield, but like Andrew Vaughn has really given him a run for his money yeah. in the early part of this year, and just yeah. like. I think him and Tim are already, I think, at like negative four defensive run saved or something like that. I think yeah. If you go by fan graphs, I think they're the 30th team, obviously, in the league and almost double as bad as the 29th team. So it's like it's a rough defensive alignment everywhere. Um, I, don't, well, I don't have a lot of answers for it just because they got to get yeah. Gavin Sheets and uh, Vaughn and Berger are taking some of their best at bats. They can't not play them. Yeah. Um, but Tony's going to keep getting Leary and, you know, Harrison in the lineup every day, hoping that they get going as veterans. One big advantage for Yvonne in left field is he doesn't, doesn't seem to hurt himself. I guess he sort of hurt his back, probably playing out of position all last year, but hasn't yet hurt himself the way Eloy does. And why did I even say that? All right, shut it's up, Brad. Once you know I'm knocking on wood. Okay, yes. Wood. Other, uh, you just jinxed so it. So. Yeah, we're knocking on wood. I'll throw, I promise, right, we got a couple minutes. I will throw a lot of salt over my shoulder, whatever the other things I'm supposed to do. Throw some Dr. Pepper over my shoulder and everything will be good. I never said that. Uh, I will not run down the difficult uh, month of May again. I was depressing enough. But Tay, hey, White Sox got some challenges ahead of them, uh, including this weekend. If you don't already follow her, follow Crystal OK on Twitter, because she's either going to have some triumphant, happy, excited um, tweets over the weekend or Saturday for the ballgame, or it's probably going to still be worth reading because it's going to be rough and probably probably still entertaining. Hey, Crystal, you looking forward to your trip trip to Boston this weekend? So, so look, I'm I'm going to Salem on Friday. I'm just going to spend the whole day in Salem. So I'm thinking like maybe mm-hmm. a little hexing, maybe put mm-hmm. some crystals in my pocket. Like if they let me in with those, like, I think maybe just I'll get all of the like spirits of the powerful witches on my side. I'm going to take some roses to the memorial. So I'm just going to be like, can you help this team? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that part. And then if it works, then maybe I'll, happy about Saturday's game. Yeah, Crystal, it's Boston. I think you can bring anything. Yeah, especially if you try to emulate the accent. Yeah, I think you can get away with bringing anything. Hey, this is our core. This is a real core team here for this podcast. Crystal O'Keefe going crazy doing coverage for us. Uh, Joe Reeses hitting the minors, hitting regular major stuff. Adrian Serrano doing a little social media, you know, doing a little column. You know, you know what he's going to do. Podcast too. Jackie Crystal Sundays. Recap, recap, recap. She just magically conjures the details of the game. It's delightful. Must read. Hey, that's my core for this podcast. It's number 100. Next time I'll wear a tux. For 101, I'll wear a tux, but not today. Hey, thanks for joining us for podcast number 100. Tough week ahead for the White Sox, but let's dive into the crosstown. Take a sweep from the Cubs and uh, yeah, just go crazy from there. Thanks for listening, everybody.